You are listening to Laws Cap, bringing ideas to life. Episode six: Reimagining the future of education. Welcome back, everyone, to Language Art Workshop Communication Arts Podcast. This is Sue Sudarat, your host. With me here are Laws facilitators: Jason Ong, Lalin Lim, Serena Chia, Wilson Kaur, and. Miss Duga Nantini, we are here to share with you guys what we think about the future education, and why we are here at Law to work together to create this lifelong learning culture in Penang. Fourth questions to Jason: You've been here for so long. What is your proudest lifelong learning experience? You know, you have gained at Law so far. So it's very hard to actually pinpoint down one specific moment. I would say the moment where I realized that I have managed to guide a kid to do something that they originally or could not be able to do. For example, uh, back when we had a lot more uh, communication skill, sorry, SEA five uh, students. Uh, I could guide them to produce and perform original stories from scratch, from nothing. At first, they were very uh, illogical, unfocused. In the end, by the end of the year, the, each and every one of them managed to produce coherent and complete, and I, I would say even a bit creative stories. And I think this kind of uh, sense of accomplishment is the proudest. Uh, Experience I have at language arts workshop. How about you, Miss Lim? What would be your proudest achievement at law so far? So far, uh, I think last year I happens to coach a group of three kids. Two kids are really very weak and uh, need a lot of uh, coaching, and one kid in that group was like, she knows everything. And her language is uh, command of English is good, and uh, she is very vocal. She is able to respond very quickly. And the other two kids are actually a complete opposite of her. So in a group of two different category of kids in in the different kind of skill that they have, uh, I managed to coach them to conduct a talk show. At that time, we we did talk show last year. To able to handle a talk show and to be come up with something for themselves, mm. and both okay, three of them were very very proud and their parents too. So mm. in that talk show, we showcase in the language art workshop online. We nailed it. Uh, yes. No matter what, and it was really really good at the end of the year. Yeah. It's most enjoyable, I would say. Yeah, compared it was... to the face to face, yes. Mm. So that is my proudest moment to able to coach two different types of kids in one show. Yeah, it's something to be proud of when we see everyone reach the shore at the same time. You know, yes. so that is a good one. How about Wilson? Any proudest moment that you have gained so far, or you have? Hmm. Well, mine is. But, well, mine is a bit more. Mine is a bit simpler, and it's much more abstract. Over one of the things that I picked up, like I guess somewhere last year, is that when I teach kids and I realize that they learn something that is very something that really resonates with them, and they did the same thing, and the very thought that they have learned something. Not only they've learned something big, but 
to but to just imagine what they can do with it and how far will that lead them in the future that's true because learning poetry is not simple it's not that easy at all to many malaysian students because you know the subject itself not emphasized in school not even introduced at all and to get kids to understand poetry it's lots of work yeah well, so that is something to be well, proud of yeah. to teach kids to have emotions this is this is challenging you know teach mm-hmm. them to feel the words feel the situation feel the moments that is is very very difficult yeah mm-hmm. good okay about you serena i've witnessed and shared one of your proud moments <laughs> which i see i think your uh, basically your what you have developed at law whereby all this teaching will be based on student centered teaching mm. where you yeah. have always emphasized and strive to have the children emotionally ready before they learn Yeah. and i witness how this will take a child far because like for a young child i think i recall he wasn't able to read and after about if i'm not mistaken he was there with you for more than a year and he could participate and start reading mm-hmm. he really light up when he could read yes that was yes. one of my proudest moments mm. Yes, we have to look into that emotional learning skills definitely. Otherwise nothing yeah. can be done. When a person or when a kid or even ourselves if we are not ready to do something there's no way we can do it, right? So this is yeah. the logic. This is something that I hope listener out there, parents out there take notes. Yeah, emotional learning skills, emotional right. learning readiness is yeah. at most important. It's yes. very important. And Miss Sue may I add because as I'm taking uh, teaching English as a foreign language right now, mm. the course online, one of the uh, units, in fact, the model stress that each learner have their own learning experience. So when a person has a negative learning experience, their journey to learn becomes more and more difficult. And It's sometimes true. a person doesn't realize it because uh, we do not have self awareness. That's why we yeah. talk a lot about so, self awareness and right. self reflection. Yes. Yeah. So mm. these are very important key mm. points. I think that parents should know mm. so that it will help them in the future. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. You need to come back for episode one to one hundred to <laughs> to learn more from us and to discuss and you know little tips here and there how to get the kid to become. A happy learner, Duka. What would be your proudest achievement so far, second year here? I have to again refer to my boss, Miss Sue, because you always need to pre- be prepared for okay unexpected. And okay. because of that, I realize the flexibility and adaptability in me. I've always mm-hmm. say that I'm flexible and adaptable, but. Working here, I could really feel it <laughs> because every day is something new every time, and we have to be able to be adapt to it. By the way, and this mm. is this is not only for stud uh, teachers, but it's also for students. Mm. And I think that is the that is one of the best skills I get yeah. to polish yeah. it. Yeah, and one Good. more thing is festival. I've attended many festivals and. Attending something online, I was very curious in the beginning. I was like, "How is it supposed to be? How is it going to happen?" You know, 
and when it happened and i witnessed there being new here is a it's really mind blowing me so Oh, thank you for the great experience yeah. and thank you for being here and and staying on until you see the festival right good congratulations you are here and you are still here yeah <laughs> don't worry i'm not running away anytime soon <laughs> okay one more question is the future education what say you jason what i would say the online learning is still going to be a major part of our education system because people have already seen how online learning can work especially for tuition centers i would say a lot of them would prefer to continue on working online and there's you know there's a lot of benefits of working online like uh, no travel time no travel cost easy access comfort of your home and all sorts of things like that so uh for those people who said that uh, they would they would be okay with the delaying their education for one or two years uh wait until we can go back to study on the uh, physically yeah those people are dreaming mm, yeah. cannot so uh, online learning it's gonna it's gonna continue on maybe it'll yeah. be a bit less but it will still be there and we have to be ready for it yeah good miss lim Yeah, definitely online learning is is going to continue for long, long time. Uh, whatever is relevant is kind of like the students or anybody who wants to learn online should have a proper gadgets and uh, up to date gadgets that can function well. That will will give them the smooth flow of learning. Otherwise, uh, there will be a lot of interruption on the internet. Uh, the gadgets are too old to even run certain programs, and uh, they have to learn how to use the tools available online. So mm-hmm. those kinds of things will equip the person or the child to enjoy learning online. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're dealing with uh, children, the parents should understand this and really give them a proper gadgets. Yeah. Once they have those kind of those kind of gadgets that is uh, making the learning joyful and delightful, there is no no reason why they can't learn. They have they also parents will also save time on traveling and bring them to the center on face to face. Yep. All they have to do is be adaptable, flexible, and resilient to the change. Yep. That's then it. the the is really very nice. I I mm-hmm. I do enjoy learning more online, and I also felt I achieve more by doing things online. I see. How about you, Wilson? Well, There will be more on the online or in terms of so- the change in the society itself. I mean, what what say you? Three to five years from now, let's say in Malaysia or maybe in Penang itself. What do you think? Well, knowing how trend works, all the more since. The trend has already been started, and our society is already con- very consumerist, very capitalist oriented. We are going to see a very, a, ve- a very clear transition to online platforms. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the transition is going to be, but mm. unlike what people is thinking, uh, the new is going to come. Things are not going to be stay. It's not going to stay the same from this point onwards. Like I'm not sure how schools are going to be done. But one thing for sure is when it comes to workplaces where companies are recognizing the benefits and the potential, whether it's for good or for cut for cost cutting purposes, we don't know. But mm. they are definitely seeing the value of it, 
and yeah, more things will be online in the future. And and knowing the constant onslaught of information that mm. whether we or the children are going to will have to take on is either yep. they learn to filter, they learn to evaluate, and they rise above the challenge, or they'll really be drowning in it and they will desensitize themselves and they just yeah. stop caring. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Duka? The government might opt for online lessons for a longer period. It's not something to be surprised of, but mm. We teachers here, we are trying to make the class interesting. Mm. And the students are still trying to cope with their equipments. If they are more equipped and uh, they they have a proper equipment to attend the class, mm. would make things better for them. It will make it will make their life easier, I would say. Yeah. I will see a huge gap between those who can learn and those who cannot learn. You will see a huge gap three to five years from now. It's very fast. It's not very far away, actually. Yeah. Because what we are seeing or reading from the news and all that, it's very evident that a lot of kids, a lot of students lag behind right now for whatever reason. Internet, infrastructure, gadget issue, whatever that you have mentioned is all there and visible. And we don't know whether the problem has been fixed for them, mm. you know? So, and then the government also trying to have this TV channel converted into classroom, whether or not it's work, that is another question. So from yeah. what I see, what will happen in the future would be the inequality yes. in learning, and in the skills. they're trying to provide mm. gadgets. Mm. Governments are also trying to provide. Yeah, so this is what I can predict, what I can see. And then I hope that our listeners and students and parents who have been with us will know how to adapt and know what to do next. So, and work together with us like at Language Art Workshop here to bring out the best in the children, in our students. So what do you think, Serena? Basically, I think in Malaysia as a whole, the government will have to do a lot and have to work out a lot of regulations as well as coming up with infrastructures for the schools as well as the higher learning education institutions. And also they have to think of uh, ways and methods of how they are going to protect teachers and educators who are going to be online and basically be, be on TV. I guess you have read also about the latest article about a teacher on TV. Mm -hmm. So yes. a very well-structured system has to come into place for that. But also I see, in fact, I, I clearly see that there will be inequality, basically mm -hmm. in skills yes. and also in opportunities for people who can catch up with online learning. And like what Ms. Lim says, they have to have the proper gadgets. So funding for certain um, groups of uh, people will have to be considered as well. And then teachers may need to be retrained. Everyone, including myself, I need to catch up with technology as well. Yes. So there are many things that will be involved. But for a start, I guess, students and parents and teachers and everyone, in fact, has to basically shift our mindset 
and to view that online learning is something important and need to prioritize for that. Changing mindset, that's the key. We have to change the way we learn after we reflect on our past how we learn and presently what we are doing right now, whether or not it's working, we have to reflect all the time. So this is the thing that I would like the listener out there to, to take home and try. You are listening to Law's Cap, bringing ideas to life, brought to you by Language Arts Workshop Penang, Malaysia.